<laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. This is it. It's happening. It's been another like, crazy ass week, man. Stand up comedy wise. This has been. I also read somebody. This has been the hardest week, aside from my mom dying. This has been like a super hard week. And then somebody said on Twitter that that it's because, like, a lot of people are seem to be having that that feeling, and it's because things are coming to a close. And we've been in a sort of frozen mode, right? Trying to get through Trump, trying to get through COVID. And he's coming to an end. And, you know, the people are getting the vaccines. Dodgers, it's like, I haven't gotten one yet, but Dodger Stadium is open as a super vaccine center. So it there's the end is near there. And all this anxiety that's four years old and 10 months old is going, going to be unspooling and that's a big deal yeah whenever anything changes or yeah change is always is always crazy i went for a walk today <laughs> wait that, that's your comment on my entire my well, the, I thought the, about, entire thing i said is change is crazy anyway i thought about waxing poetic for also another 45 seconds and granted we have the time uh, <laughs> but, I, but i will say i just thought i would agree and go because here's my, my whole thing is is every time Every time that I that I feel like I'm in a groove, there's uh, life changes, right? I mean, yeah, you know, I, here's what I I was thinking about. You know, when you're a kid and you're told, or someone tells you, or you see it on a movie, <laughs> that you can do whatever you want, that your your life is yours. All you have to do is work hard, go to school, you know, and and you'll get some version of some sort of you know. The, the thing that you want. The American lie. Right. The American lie, except for that it, you know, right. The big lie is that you could be anything and you could do anything if you work hard enough and, and that you're entitled to it somehow. Uh, yeah. And that's, that I suppose is the crux of it. Yeah. Because what I was thinking was that, you know, my life isn't actually my life. The purpose of life on this planet is I think to serve this planet. Mm. is to be part of the planet. Mm -hmm. It isn't like wanting to be I like I that's what I've been thinking about is that is that I'm so glad I don't want to be anyone. You know, if that I've never wanted to be anyone. I've just wanted to be me yeah. and have fun, which is a gift because some people won't try to do things because they think they have to be the best at it. And some people won't um, will get really mad because they're not getting the accolades because they're really good at stuff. And I, I get mad sometimes too, but, uh, you know, but not like, not like weird storm, the capital mad, you know, like right. not that kind of mad. I just get, mm -hmm. oh, I wish I would have, I can't, I can't believe. Oh, all right. Well, they're doing stand up, and I don't get to. And cause I canceled everything. Right. And I said that I'm not going to book anything. Until I am vaccinated. Yeah. I'm not going to do this bullshit where I guess I'm fucking done. 
I'm just right. I can't I canceled Acme. I can't because I, I had this run. It was Colorado, and then it was Missouri, and then it was Michigan, then it was Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I was talking to one of my brothers, and he was like, "You know, they're 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 rolling out the vaccines. Everybody's getting them." And I was like, "Yeah, there's five million people in Wisconsin. There's eleven million people in my neighborhood. Right? You know, it's gonna take a second. Yeah. I can't even figure out what tier I am." You know, it's, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get my dad vaccinated. I heard some comics are getting vaccinated because a comic has a day job that puts them in proximity to vaccines. And so some, like some standups are getting vaccinated, not not necessarily even high level standups, just, you know, like uh, in the scene. Well, I could also go hang out at Dodger stadium, wait till the end of the day. They got extra ones. (laughs) You know, they're just going to go bad if they don't give them to somebody. And so might as well give. I mean, uh, I I, I subscribed to a bunch of comedy club emails. Okay. (laughs) It was Lisa Landry's uh, really good tip. She's like, uh, just see who they're headlining. You know? Oh, wow. um, So then I get this email for this chain that I would like to work when everything's done so i'm not gonna like out them but they were they featured 26 headlining spots Uh at various clubs some of them were one night only but it was like that was the that was the draw and 25 were men in the chat oh which club in the chat yeah yeah i just want to know what what uh what you're doing because i i on the other hand i'm on a lot of email lists and um and i'm and and they're still doing outdoor shows. This one I'll just say is that they're still oh okay. Oh yeah, at forever. Here's the thing, like like how do you how do you not notice that? Yeah, like I, I how, oh, how, he do, knows. how do you crack you know. that email and, and put guy 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 one woman? How does that how do you not notice that or do you I, I just I just don't understand that. Right. Yeah. Uh quite honestly. Fuck all those guys. Cause I am just <laughs> like, I, the only person I, I, I couldn't, I just, I can't, I literally when I canceled Portland helium last month mm-hmm. and it hurt, it genuinely hurt to do it because that I guy know. doesn't book me. Right. But then I'm living in a weird magical world where I think that Mark Grossman's going to book me when we're not in a pandemic. <laughs> He's only booking me like in 1990 when Scott Hansen, when somebody didn't show up, right. I only got yeah. booked when the guy that he wanted to book wasn't there or yeah. I was willing to work for shit money, yeah. which is what all of what both of those two things were at helium. Yeah. So I just, when I, when we get out of this, I just got to build my own thing. That's and I am building like. my own thing, but and you it's are. and you know what, my life is great. I have a very beautiful life where I get to do stand up. If it's on Zoom, it's on Zoom, and I love and I and I don't mind Zoom. Uh, it's yeah, going to be a hard favorite, time. But right, it, it it won't go away, and I'll be happy to do Zoom shows after after this. You know, I think a yeah. lot of people uh, don't want to go out to nightclubs anymore. You know, well, it's well, almost like anywhere seeing close. all the people that are that are unmasked out dancing it makes you angry at all those sorts of people and you just don't want to be out near them you know well i was i was talking about, <laughs> I was talking to okay so i did a dork forest which is going to come out in a couple of weeks with andy main 
mm-hmm. uh, Pacific Northwest comic. Yeah, yeah. Now lives in uh, Colorado. And oh, wait. No, not Seattle? No, uh, I think she was a Seattle comic and now lives oh, in okay. Colorado. I believe, I don't think I'm out of here because I believe she says this on the Dork Forest, is that, yeah, yeah, uh, I don't know actually, whatever. But um, so I'm <laughs> loath to say it. I'm loath to say it to out like a thing that she did. But she, uh, the funny thing she said, because I said that I didn't want to do the clubs until I was vaccinated. And then I said, I kind of want the audience to be vaccinated too. Yeah, and she said, then the only people you're performing for are the olds, uh, mm-hmm. the old, the nurses and teachers. And I was like, well, currently, ideally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it would be, and that would be fine. Um, I don't know. My, I was reminded of my favorite old people. I was doing, it was with Rontowski and, I forget. It was an all-woman show for some reason sold as such. Please shoot me. But I would like the stage time first. And then, so I'm standing on the wings about to go up. And an old lady grabs my wrist like old ladies do. You know that thing mm-hmm. where the, the grip is death grip? Yeah. Pulls me down. And I was like the fourth or fifth comic. And she goes, speak slower and louder. And then she let go of my wrist. <laughs> And I have to say that I could not have been happier. Um, I, I thought I heard, you know, this could be wrong, but Fauci say something like 70% herd immunity and we're back to normal, right? So I don't know if that means 70% vaccinated, but I, I would imagine it will get to something like that, right? I mean, you don't want COVID, you know? No. And, uh, no. It, it's easy and it's free. I, I think it, it'll be, it, it will get close to that and yeah. just be able to return to normal. Although we'll have to, it seems like we have to get it every single year, which is a different oh. pain in the ass, but. Really? That yeah. I did not. I read, I was reading the difference between people who just got one vaccination. Like how, how much did that protect you? Yeah. And it turns out it protects you like 60%. Yeah. But if you get the second one, then it protects you 95% of yeah. That's where the that's where it becomes greater math that I don't want any part of. <laughs> but in general, right. it sounds like it's better to get both of them. <laughs> so. Oh, for sure, and that's just one brand. I think the two other brands are just one shots. Oh, really? So I don't. Yeah, they aren't all two shots. But so the, um, I saw a joke on online today about that Pfizer makes Viagra. They were the inventors of Viagra, yeah. mm-hmm. so you know that their shit works. Yeah. Right, because they have saved a thousand dead dicks, and I, 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 yeah, I thought it was like bringing. They're used to bringing things back to life, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, um, uh, yeah. I mean, I hope so. I, I, I wonder how it's going to feel. Like right now, I just don't trust anybody. You know, <laughs> you know, right. when I, right. I see people, I'm like, get the fuck away from me, and um, and. Uh, you know, I, I'm jealous of the comics that are performing that don't give a fuck, <laughs> that don't give a fuck about themselves or anybody else, I guess. I don't know. I I, I think, well, if I was like 28, you know, would I? <laughs> I knew it. I knew that's what you're mad at. I was drawing it out of you. So mad. <laughs> so mad. And 
the thing is, it's not his fault that right. he's a straight white guy, and that yeah. is what the industry enjoys. Oh my God, yeah, that person as well. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, so. I I don't know what to make of it because I, I I if I were their age, I might be like, I'm fine, I'm not going to get it, and if I do, it's not going to be much, you know. Even though right. that's not accurate for everybody, right. but I I might think that. You might think that. And well, and the weird, the other weird thing is that, you know, it's just like, and, and Aaron Jackson, I sent her $5 for a cup of coffee because she put it so succinctly on her Instagram. <laughs> and uh, it was that I, she has, and it turns out I have vaccine envy. That's exactly <laughs> what I have. I have envy of those people who have vaccines. And I don't care right now about those three people that we put in the chat, uh, those guys, you know, yeah, fine. You could think that you're invincible and, and go forth without a vaccination. Um, but I do, I do have jet and I don't have envy for them. I, I just, but I, there, there is something about performing obviously for 220 people on a packed mm -hmm. show on a mm -hmm. Saturday night and you just hear them chatting and then yeah. you just go in and you fucking rock it and then you are happy. Anyway, I yeah. have to find my happiness and serenity in another way. And it's uh, more work than the thing that I've worked on for 35 years. Huh. Uh, hey, yeah. have you ever heard of what is this guy? It's uh, have you ever heard of that guy? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Because I guess he is like a wannabe Rush Limbaugh, but also calls himself a comic. And um, but he's ten years in. I don't know. I don't know him personally. Uh, no, no, I don't know him personally either. But yeah. someone was saying that he was why I was um, was encouraging people on Twitter today to use their powers for good. Like, oh, are you talking about this guy? And I was like, I'm not talking about that guy because I don't know who that guy is. And then they said, Well, he's been doing stand up like ten years. And I was like, Well, he should call me when he starts doing stand up. Jackie, you know how cocky you were at 10 years. <laughs> I know. I know how cocky I am at 35 where I'm, where I'm giving people shit about doing it for 10 years. There's absolutely nothing wrong with doing it for 10 years if you are not an idiot. Thank you. How about that? <laughs> no one thinks they're an idiot. Everyone thinks they, they know something. No, no. I know that this guy sounds like an idiot. <laughs> that guy, I read some of I, I, I followed a rabbit hole because uh, the person on Twitter at DM me his name. And I was like, okay, I'll go look into him. And then I looked into him and I was like, all right, he's, he seems to be, he wants, he's just one of these shock jock guys who, who, if that's your jam, when you first start doing stand up and you're mm -hmm. a shock jock comic and it lasts more than two or three years, then you're a shock jock comic, right? Then, then you're, you know what you're doing. You're doing shocking, shocking material. Mm -hmm. And in 10 years, you've made that choice to do that. And you should know better by then. You should have, you should be writing better. Yes. Well, well, I mean, some people just aren't writers and that's, that's their whole career is that they're not writers and they never will be. And, uh, I'm sorry if you don't have it, you don't have it, but they're good performers and they can connect with the crowd and, you know, they're infuriating to follow because you're like, <laughs> there was no fucking jokes there. Right. There was they not a joke. Milked. They milked the goodwill from the audience. They did a <laughs> real good job milking. Um, and, uh, I'm from Wisconsin. That's a milk. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so, um, you know what I, what I like, but here's the thing. It's different because when you, 
it's stand-up versus podcast, right? They're two very different things. And people have a stand-up persona and then their podcast personas are going insane. <laughs> right? <laughs> Stand-up's a very contained amount of time and there are a lot of rules. And then podcast is, you know, as many hours as your Patreons will pay for. Mm -hmm. And so you just, you can, you can start spinning off in a myriad directions, you know, any, any, which way would lose. And And you're right. And they can go long from it. Then there's no money in standard right now. And there might not be when it comes back. I mean, well, there's certainly more money. There's always been more money in selling lies to rubes. And if you use that personality that you have either developed or, I mean, it could be just you had it from the get and yeah. then you honed it doing mediocre standup for 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then you use that personality and, the, and those those standup skills in your podcasting, whatever, to lie to, lie to dummies and uh, and get them to give you you know twenty bucks a month, and if you can get a thousand people to do that, you're it's yeah, gravy, it's, right? To me, like the 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 best part of stand up is performing for people that don't know who you are and flipping them and making them huge fans, right? That's so, so much more work of, that I. That's something you do love. That <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people that are creating fan bases where they're only going to perform in front of those people basically, right? Like you're going to, you'll be able to sell out a room of people that have seen you last time. They're going to see you again. And they listen to your podcast and your voices in their head. And maybe we're doing that a little bit too, but not to that level for sure. And so that's a different audience than, you know, you just sauntering on stage and arms crossed. And uh, I thought so-and-so was next or whatever. And then you get them you know, that was always stand up to me for the longest time because no one knew who I was when I was on stage, you know? Well, and there's so much more respect. Remember how much respect you would get when, when anyone would say to about anyone. It was mm-hmm. one of the things that I was always proud to, to have people say about me is that I could play any room. Right. And any room means strangers. I mean, no one knows what the hell you are. You go on stage yeah. and they're like, oh, Christ, it's a woman. And, uh, oh Christ, it's what's, I don't want to sleep with that. What's happening. I totally want to sleep with that. I mean, those are the two things that sometimes an audience will see. Yeah. That's true with guys to some extent too, but it's not as much because the audience is mostly dudes or it was back in the day. And, um, don't start yawning. And, uh, Jackie, please, please. We're screwed. If you start yawning, what'd you do? no, we're not screwed. I yawn all the time. I yawn all day long. I'm yawning now because it's 10, 15 in a pandemic, which is like 2 a.m. Okay. <laughs> it's, not, not, it's not a function of boredom. It's me staying focused. I'm, I'm standing. I'm making myself stand to punish myself for sitting and watching Fran Leibowitz for seven hours. So, you know, wow, I'm tired. watch all of it? Most of it. But wait, before we talk about that. Okay. I... I, I miss the days where we, there's always psychos in comedy, right? Yeah. There's always like, you know, you're in a green room and after 15 minutes, <laughs> like, you know, you're like, what the, f- what are you into? And, <laughs> but then you didn't like see that comic for like six more months or you just heard about them doing crazy stuff on one nighters and stuff like that. And you, you, you didn't have to know about their entire psychotic personality. You, you could see the perform and then, 
you didn't, you, there's no social media. So you're not, you're not tracking them or they're not popping up in your feed. You just didn't think about them. And they, they were also as psycho as some of these current people are, but we just weren't, we, you know, like we didn't it was know one them. and done, one and done. You yeah. would see them and then you would get a weird feeling when you saw their headline, uh, their, their headshot three months later, Yeah, three months later, you'd see their headshot and go, why am I getting a bad, I, cause I would be like, oh, I don't think I like that person. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then the next time I was in a green room with them, I'd be like, that's why. Oh yeah. Okay. All right then. It's uh, and also they were like because they're comics. I'm thinking of one guy in particular. Uh, you probably don't know this guy, but I'll put his. He's a Bay Area guy, All even right. though despite his first name. Um. Uh. Wait. Oh, I. I do, do you not know that guy? guy? I don't. Okay. So total gun nut, you know, and like real Republican, like, and I'm sure on Facebook is hateful, like. Not anyone you would think is charming or anything, but then you meet them in person and they're really nice and they're very, you know, they get the job done on stage and you just right. go, oh, but part of his brain is that way. But okay, yeah. but I can go with the rest of his brain. But yeah. a lot of these comics, I'm I'm not getting, I'm, I'm only getting that, that quarter of the brain that's insane on your feed. I'm not getting you as a person I... And, or a, a vibe off of you because I, you know, I don't know you or I only know you from social media or from your insane podcast. So I don't know. I, I, uh, I it was easier when you knew less about people a long time ago. Oh, I used to hang out with this guy until I saw his social media. <laughs> I don't then, know him, but he is yeah, not legendary. He's exhausting. Oh, and, okay. Uh, you do not want to. It's, okay. uh, he can, in person, for an hour and a half, mm -hmm. you're like, okay, this guy is a button pusher and a bit of a nut job, but he's okay. And he does the job, right? He's not a great comic, but he gets up and he does the job. And you know how many, I mean, that is, that is a, it's a cold thing to say about a comic is that they do the job, but it, <laughs> it feels like, um, it's also an admission that he does do do the job yeah He's it's a hard job with... actually so yeah. if you can do it fine you know you not everyone's going to be groundbreaking right right and um but he is is literally the button pushing is just in lateral arguments and anyway so right. and once you see him on on social media you can look at a whole feed of it you can look at a month of it and you're like oh oh this is never getting better uh i have to so, tell you I, I, and maybe we'll take this out because i don't want to doubt him but that guy always just by looking at his headshot reminded me of one of the murderers in uh, fargo oh you you don't have to take that out okay. it's never mentioned his name <laughs> <laughs> Emily Heller could text me. So <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, uh, yeah. Uh, other than that. So I, I, I can't, I call, I called Lewis because I, you know, the other people that I had to cancel for this run, this four week run, yeah. I had not said yes yet, but Lewis, I have said yes to, I believe three times now. Yeah, and I've had to cancel, it, maybe just twice. But whatever it was, I felt bad, and I just wanted to go. Man, I don't, you know, is it really happening? Are other people coming through? And the other people he has coming through, I believe, are local. 
I mean, I so think they're not together on a plane, right? LAX right now is a frick. It's blown up, blown up. It's a hotspot. It's a hotspot. Mm. It is a frickin' petri dish, and uh, I don't want to go anywhere near it. So, um, yeah, I think like Southwest Airlines at Burbank Airport had like thirteen cases. You know, oof. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that? There's an LA uh, County website where you could look up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And because my secret target, there's a target right by my house that's kind of in a little weird industrial park. Yeah. That no one ever goes to. Or yeah. more now than ever before. And 35 people have COVID there, so we haven't been in a month. Yeah. Uh, nope. Um, yeah, that's disturbing. I, I got in a, a fight on next door about Michael's because they had an outbreak. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then someone pops in, <laughs> I work at Michael's. And, <laughs> you know, and then she was like downplaying it completely. I'm like, what, what are you shilling for them for? They, they would fucking fire you in a heartbeat. You don't have to d- be devoted to Michael's. Right. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to be the company store man. Yeah. And, you uh, aren't Michael. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Andy went to our neighborhood watch, uh, meeting zoom mm, meeting today. Wow. He goes every time. Oh, neat. And I avoid it every time. Sure. And uh, I'm like, you can use my fancy Zoom account and live it up. And there's an <laughs> officer who comes every time and, and it often changes. And this one I kind of listened to as I was uh, playing Animal Crossing. And um, the the officer <laughs> was just talking and talking. And I Andy at one point uh, interrupted her and said, you know, this is all great information, but you didn't answer the question. Just hoping <laughs> you just answer this one question. And then she answers the question and then she tries to continue on. And Andy's like, no, that's that's great. That's perfect. I think we have another question. And so, like, the cops only – she's only there for one hour. That's what yeah. That's her obligation as the neighborhood cop. And so she wants to fill that hour and not have to deal because, and to some extent, it's the same three things. You're some people are parking in front of my house. <laughs> oh, it is literally the only thing. Like Andy said that if you could promise some of these people that no one would park in front of their house, they would sell out their mothers. <laughs> and uh, so, and then the, uh, um, then the other thing are the fireworks. So uh, I have, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have to jumpstart my mom's car every Tuesday to move it. Oh, because of the, the street because cleaning? It, the battery dies instantly between, because we had to move, I had to move it once a week, you know? Right, right. Are you saving it for something? I don't know what to do with it. I kind of want to, like, should I save it for my kid? You know, I mean, he's 14 and a half, so right. he'll be driving it a year. And, so it's just like a year and a half of jumpstarting a car every Tuesday. That's not a huge obligation. or you could come up with $1,700 in two years. I don't want to get him a $1,700. If I, Uh, his, his grandmother's car is a $1,700 car. I've seen that car. Your car is a $1,700. Do you want the the insults left and right (laughs) against my cars and my yawning? (laughs) Having a hard week. Okay. So the, this week, so Monday, Mm -hmm. Uh, I went in to get my stuff from the office. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had to get a COVID test on Sunday, you know, negative, went in. 
uh, there's hardly anyone in there. They're, they're having us going in shifts and we're at the opposite sides of the building. So we're not running into anybody. And and they've broken the Conan show down completely. And, and you just have to get the stuff out of your desk or your cubby. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to tell the story, Jackie. No, um, I'm just, but you didn't mention any of the opening stuff. So I just wanted to. No, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Trust me. I'll get to it. So I get that. I'm, I'm taking shit out of my office. It's, you know, there's pictures that my son drew when he was four, when I first started working there that I'm taking down, you know, like it's, it's like 10 years of my life, right? It's hard. And then, then I, so I got all my shit and I just make several trips in this little uh, $1,700 Honda, uh, according to you. And, um, and so then I, I'm at my last trip and uh, I'm like, let me just take a final walk around the stage. You know, this is, there's a lot of rituals that went, you know, we had a monologue meeting, Conan's dressing room. We did that twice a day. And then the walk from that area to right behind backstage where we were over the jokes. Like it was, that's a 10 year sort of uh, ritual. And uh, so I, I go to the guard, I go, can I, can I pop in there? He's like, yeah, not if you want to. And uh, I'm like, yeah. So I, I did, and I almost had a heart attack when I opened the door because I opened the door. What I'm used to seeing is the village that was constructed for us. You know, the 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 dressing rooms. You know, that whole area that you were in many times. Yeah, yeah. The little kitchenette, all the dressing rooms that are attached to it. That was like a, a basically an apartment building that was built inside the stage. You know, the stage is just this giant warehouse, basically. And then yeah. there's the this the stage of Conan, and you know, the show happens on. And then there's the seats, and then there's all this Conan uh, paraphernalia all over the place. And I walk in, it's all gone. They took a bulldozer to the the dressing rooms, that whole area, and just mowed it down. So it just looks like a bomb went off. Everything's gone. It's just this giant open space. I can't even tell where the dressing room was. I can't tell where the backstage area was. Like there was no little, there was no closure. There was no final. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, you're not getting any. It's really no. I mean, when we left in March. It was like, uh, I guess, you know, what we'll be back in April or something, you know? Right. And, and it's it, it, like, I guess that's how Warner Brothers, that's how they do it. That's how they raise the stage. But that's so weird that they oh. would uh, completely destroy it because it was, it's still useful. What the hell? That's I mean, the all thing, that. I'm like, couldn't you just roll this someplace and hook up the, because every dressing room had a shower. Like it was yeah. like a great dorm. Like that would be a dorm situation, right? You couldn't yeah. put you couldn't roll that someplace and put some homeless people in it and you know right right I don't know I know it I know it hey let's uh, let's do a max fun break welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX with me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes go ahead caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. 
Heat rocks deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Do you want to do the Green Chef? Uh, do you want me to read the intro? intro? Yeah, go for it. Because I made mine, one of mine last night. So good. Uh, Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. The number one meal kit for eating well, Jacqueline and Kyle. <laughs> Green Chef makes eating well Easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. Feel free. Oh, sorry. I'm going to read the top. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be the same if you didn't. Yeah, it's a tradition. Proud tradition. Wouldn't that be in a different to... font? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, but here's the good thing is you said you made one last night, right? Oh, I made the pork. Okay, I'm not, I don't know how to cook pork. I, it, it all frightens me, okay? Right, right. But it's it easy, all, right? There's pictures. I mean, here's, earlier this week, I was depressed and I just ate butter on saltines and I was like, this is heaven, right? It's all right. I can handle. It was all right. I can handle. So, but Green Chef, they give you directions. The, the, the directions are written like a Denny's menu where it's all pictures. And I'm like, I right. got this. Right? Yes. So it was pork and then it was like little cut potatoes pre-cut and uh and then some other stuff and uh they, they told me the order to do it so what everything would be ready finished at the same time right so it was really delicious i love it because they give you the protein they give you uh, uh, all the different spices are are in are in their own tiny packet but yeah. it's all in pretty eco-friendly packaging like it's mm -hmm. not bottles and stuff it's just a, a little baggies and yeah. uh and then like the thing i made i made the shrimp bisque because I got the keto thing and I made it and I thought to myself, you know, it'd be really good with this piece of bread. Mm. And uh, and then I had a piece of bread with it. But that's because I have bread. But the shrimp bisque thing was so <laughs> delicious. And the spices were interesting. And it was just, it was really actually quite wonderful. Anyway, uh, let me see. The ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly proportioned, and mostly prepped. So you can spend less time stressing out and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. Green Chef makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're cake, uh, keto, paleo, mm -hmm. vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, uh, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. Um, yeah, so I I really actually really like this, and yeah, uh, I'm looking for. I even okay, so I made the shrimp one, and then today for lunch I was like, I'm gonna make the herb, the balsamic herb chicken, and I did, and it had butternut squash in it, which I don't eat enough butternut squash. I like mm -hmm. butternut squash a great deal, mm -hmm. and um and and what I thought about it afterwards is I was like, okay, well there's some parts of this. Like the shrimp bisque, I was like, oh, I just kind of want to recreate that myself one day, right? That's the great yeah. thing I like about it with um with the bals with the balsamic. I don't particularly like balsamic, yeah. but I like to make it from the recipe the first time and then kind of taste it and go, well, next time when I make, if I were to make it myself, I could put less of that in it anyway. Yeah. So that's what I yeah. say. You want to read the last bit? Uh, yeah. So guys, come on now. Go to greenchef.com slash JackieLaurie90. Use the code JackieLaurie90 to get $90 off of free shipping, off, including free shipping. The shipping is a $90. <laughs> uh, to get $90 off free shipping, that's greenchef.com slash JackieLaurie90 and use the code uh, JackieLaurie90 for $90 off awesome. your first order. We did it. And Yay. now- Let's do the comic of the week. 
Yes, Blair Saki. I can't believe she hasn't been the comic of the week, Blair Saki. I know. Well, you know what? We say that like every third comic of the week because right. sometimes we talk about them or we know them and we're like, I'm sure, I'm sure we We them. must have, must have put them. But it's just proof positive that there are so many great comics out there. And so many, yes. mm-hmm. Blair Saki is one of them. She is, it's it's quirky and smart. It's like yes. silly and smart, which is kind Very of my personal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Love it. And yeah. uh, you guys, is it at Blair Saki? S-O-C-C-I? Yeah. B-L-A-I-R-S-O-C-C-I. Find her. Make her your own. Do it. By buying all of her things. I don't want to I don't want to say this because I'm sure everyone always says it about her, but she's got a great fucking voice. Okay. She's got a great voice. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, sure. It's a gift from God. Live it up, sister. <laughs> and uh so I did a KO show. With Deborah D. Giovanni. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are so fun. They get a ton of people. They get a ton of people. It's because it's free, and the, but they also do a nice vetting thing because you have to RSVP through KOComedy.com or whatever. Yeah. So, and they have like four shows a week. Yeah. And um, who I, whoever was hosting was talking to this guy, Ruben, in the audience. You know, you can yeah. see everybody's name on Zoom. Right. And um, she was like, Ruben, this is the third time you've seen me this week. I'm still working on the same material. <laughs> and I love how high you are because you're going to laugh at it again. And, <laughs> and he unmuted himself and said, I don't always remember. And I just think it's great every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So fair enough. So, yeah, um, we got to keep zooming for the Rubens, Jackie. I know. We got to do it because that's what they need. And I, so I have a couple of new bits that I'm pretty yeah. psyched about. Yeah. And um, I also got two emails about what I should be doing with my Spotify artist page. So get oh, yeah. on that, Jackie. And then uh, don't forget to do your Pandora amp call to action. That call to action is, hey, I'm not going on the road. Feel free to uh, buy my existing work. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I will be at Flappers on February, I mean, excuse me, January 22nd, 7 p.m. show. I'm headlining. Yeah. So I'm doing like a full set. That's awesome. Uh, so please log into that. You can see some, uh, some new stuff and some old standards guys. That's it. So the upcoming Friday, go to flappers.com slash whatever and find Lori Kilmartin's Friday night show. Is it a yeah. seven o'clock? Do you know? I'll be, of course, be probably. Yeah, you'll be um, tweeting about it. That's good. I'm doing Uncab next Sunday, which will mm. be fun. Mm. I haven't. I I know so, Beth. So yeah. you're like storytelling. It's that. It seems like that specifically needs that that room space. You know. Yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, you know the the Ron Vi punchline show. Yeah. And you see, you know that that couple, that older couple who comes to to every show. Yeah, yeah. The guy yeah. with the the mustache. The punchline couple. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're adorable. Oh, they're okay. great. They went to yeah. I've seen I, them myriad times. That's what I want the entire Zoom for Uncab to be. Though that couple, I want them to be <laughs> forty of that couple would be great. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I know just, what. Yeah. yeah, that that room, the way it's it's set up, it really it kind of lures you into revealing more than you intended. That's what I meant. Like, of course. Oh, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's, I mean, I don't know what I'll work on for that, except for, you know, what I've, what I've noticed about Uncab in the last probably six years or so is that Beth is cooler. She's all right with, um, sort of working on, on longer bits. So mm. it's kind of mm-hmm. great. Like, it, you know, cool. she wants it to be newish and she wants it to be personal. Cause that's, that's the kind of standup she likes, you know? Um, but, uh, but it's not, there's, uh, I used to feel a great deal of pressure for it to be brand new. Right. Yeah. And it, uh, you know, anyway, I was, I wasn't in LA when, um, when that was like sort of the the thing you had to do, like come up with a new story every single time that would drive me, that would be hard for me. Yeah. It was, um, it was intense. It was sort of, and, and it was, it was that late nineties. I didn't really do it very much in the late nineties. Cause it was the hottest show in, in, in the city. Yeah. It was like, it was Janine Garofalo that, that, that to me, she personified that show. Right. Right, right. She always did it when she was in town. There was something in a basement in New York that was just like it. Um, um, well, Jeff's, let's see. Um, you there were, there, oh, God, I forget. Uh, there were so many little shows in New York. There was one in this room that was very pink on the Lower East Side. Um, and I it did was it Lower East Side. Number 11. Um, oh, Jesus. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but all I remember is that every time I'd go to New York and I used to go in the nineties, I would go to New York for two weeks. Yeah. Stay with a friend of mine, try to go up as many places as possible to right. remind people I existed. And, um, and so Uncamp kind of had that and there were cool kid shows because, mm-hmm. and, and I know. A collection just, unconscious maybe? No, that right? that, no, it doesn't. But that, that sounds like it ought to be something right there yeah. for sure. And, um, but it's the same, you know, if we were still doing, you know, like whenever anybody says, hey, I'm moving to Los Angeles to do stand-up mm-hmm. and, to, and, to, and to break into the scene, what would you recommend? I always say, don't tell the bookers that you're moving here. Tell them that you're just <laughs> in town to visit, and then you'll get to do as many cool kid shows in the beginning. You'll get to meet as many people as possible, and then a week or two later, you're like, oh, yeah. And you'll see them again. They're like, oh, are you, are you still in town? You're like, you know what? I've decided to stay. And, uh, <laughs> and then you won't get up on that stage for another three to six months. Cause it's super cool, but you will have made a good first impression. Hopefully you will, have, you know, and, and gotten to meet everybody. Um, and so, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that on cab. Cause I've got a, I got a couple new stories, which is, is the, I, it feels like the, the I've, I've have, uh, quarantine stuff. And I've got, you know, I've got sort of vaguely political stuff, but n- mm-hmm. nothing, nothing new since March. So these two things are, they feel just more regular standup. Like there's oh. that bit about poor people food. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's the thing I'm working on. And then this other thing about, um, me reading a lot of civil war history. Hmm. Huh? Who doesn't want to hear about that? Yes. (laughs) So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I might do Joke Machine with Morales on uh, Monday. Mm -hmm. And that would be kind of fun. I I have like I I have this idea that it's, you know, we're working on for Conan. Um, All I can tell you is I, I just need a voiceover artist, you know, to 
to do some voices. And the people that submitted were Juliet Mills and Maxwell Caulfield. Okay. <laughs> like, what? Oh my God. So they did it and they were amazing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's, a, like, that's amazing. Bananas. I was going to say, my vision board has voiceover. Uh, Want to do? Oh, oh, oh. I, I needed a British accent. Oh, fair. Oh, yeah. And I am, I. I can't do accents. Let's just uh, <laughs> let's just put that out there. You get uh, you get my dad voice, and that's it. But what uh, if it would <laughs> sound like if we did hear your accents? Oh, you could fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I see where you're going. I see what you're trying to do. I'd like to talk to British Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a schizophrenic. Let me talk to the to the spooky one. Anyway, hey, I've been, okay. The reason I said I I watched. WandaVision last night. Oh, uh, I gotta watch that. Super weird and fun. Yeah. Uh, though, because essentially, like, if you haven't watched all of Marvel, you're just like, it's just weird. Okay. If you have watched all of Marvel, you're like, what? What's happening? What's the other thing? Why have why are they stuck in a bewitched episode or whatever? Anyway, uh, but super fun. But today. I decided to watch. My friend Martha suggested that I watch something called Ghosts on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. British. It's a Brit box thing that happens to be on HBO Max, and it's um, a sitcom about a woman uh, who meets ghosts. Like it's it's a ghost sitcom, and it is. And then the other one was What We Do in the Shadows, the yeah. sitcom. Yeah. Oh, is that Taika Waititi? He uh, directed the movie Jermaine. and EP'd on the show, but it's a bunch of other people took over for the TV version. Okay. But it it's Flight of the Concords, guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, so the the TV show was uh, – but that's about vampires, and Ghosts is about ghosts, and they're both sitcoms, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they both have the same problem. And I was like, but just keep watching. Like I'm not uh, – <laughs> genre itself is so hard for me. I used to love sitcoms so much, and I have a harder time with them now. But um, but the the ghost one actually – I'm in by episode three. Uh, I think I'm going to have to watch a couple more episodes. I watched three episodes of the Shadows one, and I think I'm going to have to watch five or something. Okay. Anyway. Uh, I um, watched uh, – oh, you know what I did watch? What did you watch? Industry. Nope. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> there's a lot going. I like, I recommend it, but it's not, they're great actors and they're, you know, there's tons of sex, tons <laughs> and drugs. And I'm like, do, are, are people really living lives like this? Like, I don't know, maybe they are. I, or does this sound fine? Is this how finance people really live? But maybe they do. I don't know. Some but, of them, um, I'm sure, but uh, it's it's good and not good. But I would I liked it enough where I, would, <laughs> I watched it religiously until it ended, and I would watch a season two as soon as possible. Oh uh, well, then I think you liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, none of the characters are good people. I, you know, they. That's the problem with the shadows and the ghosts. I don't like any of these bastards. Yeah. I'm like, they're all assholes. How about, who am I rooting for here? 
Right. But it's not assholes in a Seinfeld way where you're just disconnected from everybody and laughing at them. Because sometimes you're like, oh, I'm, I like what she, this thing. And then then you're like, oh, she lied or she did this or that. And then it's like, ugh. I don't know. I connected a little bit more with um, with the main character in the third episode of Ghosts. And then I connected slightly more with the female uh, woman vampire. Uh, in the third episode of the vampire show, hmm. but um, not a lot. She's still kind of a real piece of work. And I, just, you know, I don't know what I want out of my sitcoms because <laughs> that's the yeah. format. The format is unlikable people get into wacky situations and then we like them anyway. And then they remind us of our families. Yes, but I would say like Dick Van Dyke, very likable guy, right? Super likable. Very likable. So I I think you could, you could really like Sam from Cheers, incredibly likable. Like, I think you can have a main character that's not so. Wanda, I'll tell you something is Elizabeth. What's her last name? Olson. Olson. Thank you. Elizabeth Olson nails the accent. The the fifties sitcom, fifties, sixties sitcom oh, really? accent. Like Chef's Kiss to the and whoever did her hair, it was st- still great. Hey, let's do another break, and then I was gonna ask you something. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Together we're the Flophouse. A podcast where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. Movies like Space Hobos, Into the Outer Reaches of the Unknown and the Things That We Don't Know, the movie, and also, Who's That Grandma? Zazzle Zippers, Breakdown 2, and Backhanded Compliment. Elvis is a Policeman. Baby Crocodile and the Happy Twins. Leftover Potatoes? Station Wagon 3. Herbie Goes to Hell. New episodes available every other Saturday. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Bye. We should talk about Fran. Yeah, that was it. Mm. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Fran Leibowitz. I watched the first four episodes and then I read a powerful article about just an interview with her during COVID because that that series was shot before COVID. Yeah. And then here we are. What did she say in the article that, uh, one of the, one of my favorite things that she said in the article, she was talking about how, um, she doesn't mind COVID cause she's always wanted enough time to read. And so <laughs> she has always wanted just to, Oh, you can't go out. No, you have to read all these books. And, but she does miss browsing bookstores, but she doesn't have a computer. Because she's a, a, a Mennonite. Total and, Mennonite, yeah. Yeah, and so she um, has her friends do it, and then she gives them money. And um, But what I loved was her co- – she said, you know what I think is interesting is that the people who say that they hate New York. Yeah. She's like, I wish they would just leave. You can complain about New York and still love it. And it's fine. Why would you stay somewhere that you hate? And that's exactly what I feel about Los Angeles. I love Los Angeles. I'll complain about Los Angeles from here to the ocean. And uh, But uh, everyone who says, I hate LA, I'm just like, hey, don't let the door hit you, man. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got, I would never say that. To, like, if I went to some, if someone told me, hey, I'm from Seattle, 
and I hate LA, I would never say, have you looked around Seattle? What a piece, what a shit town. That'd be the weirdest thing for me to say. I like Seattle. Seattle's fine. Um, and if I chose to live there, I would learn to love it because it would be surrounded by the people that I enjoy. Oh, so depressing and rainy. Oh, I love it. I would love Seattle. <laughs> okay. I do like, I do, I wish, I wish Andy had some interest in moving to Milwaukee and we were fabulously wealthy enough to have another house. Granted, you wouldn't have to be fabulously wealthy to have Yeah, couldn't you? Milwaukee. You could sell the Encino house and pay cash for a house in Milwaukee, right? And not have any sort of rent, do you think? Or the van, that, van sorry. I was going to say, that seems ambitious that that this is now Encino where I live. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we could, except for that we're never, I'm never moving again. Yeah, I mean, then you're stuck there. Like yeah. I keep looking at houses in Big Bear, California. They're so yeah. fucking cheap compared to, you know, and yeah, it's, just a, it's just an easy 90 minute drive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> except for when it snows and then you're trapped in yeah. Big Bear. Or fine. Uh, but very, very pretty. Super pretty. Yeah. Uh, Max uh, Fun does a very nice retreat up there for a yeah. weekend every year. And one day we will be part of that. Yep. Um, here's the thing I love. I ha I don't think I've finished with a friend. I just no, watched like five of them tonight, but uh, it's funny that, you know, she's not, she's obviously not online, right? And <laughs> she's not, she's not just part of this culture and like all of her, her references are kind of old. Like she, so I forget what she was comparing it to, but she's like, like the Ayatollah Khomeini. And I'm like, what? <laughs> in 77 and and yeah. he died like 20 years ago why is that your go-to reference she doesn't even get three newspapers that's so I, weird to me that she wouldn't because doesn't she seem like the person who would get like the times the wall yeah. street journal and but but whatever. also it's not going to be implanted in your head like it is during a certain time in your life right like yeah. your go-to references maybe are from your 20s or 30s right and then they yeah. sort of stay there. And then like, I have to work to make sure I'm not, you know, likening things to things that are 20 years old and just having people go, what? Who's, <laughs> who's Jane Fonda, you know, oh, yeah. uh, or whatever, you know what I mean? But, but it, she, you know, she, she, just a couple of times where I was like, interesting. Like she, what did she compared? I forgot what she compared to. She, she, she compared it to a battered woman who wouldn't leave her husband. Yes, and I was like, that's I just like I I know what you're doing, but that that wouldn't fly right now, and it, it, and it happened right now. But it's I know I know but she's offline, so she's not aware so of offline. all this going. Right, right. It's she doesn't like, know that the line is real blurry. She yeah. did. She did talk about that waitress thing. That was in yeah, that, that was episode. Yeah. Um. But, but it reminded me of how. Up until recently, uh, a lot of white people would like go, oh, it's like being a slave, right? You would, and then, and just recently, it's like, uh, let's not, that maybe isn't the comparison we should be making, right? Right, right. And, and same, same with like bad or women stuff, you know, but uh, well, I, I don't know. I it's, mean, well, she, it isn't, it isn't the hippest thing she's ever said. Let's just say yes, that. Yes, yes. And, uh, but my, what surprised me in that, that made me think to myself, I, I find her very, very funny. Yes. I think that oh, she would too. be, I'd, and clearly Martin Scorsese is full on in love with Fred Leibowitz. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I will say that 
she seems like a pill. And <laughs> I will only I will say that um the one thing that she did say that I literally was like, Oh, I don't wanna be you ever. And I I mean and there are very few people I would wanna be because I'm happy enough being me, but there are some people I was like, if I wasn't so happy being me, I'd wanna be them, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh Brie Larson comes to mind. Uh anyway, so because okay. she's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, but the the she said at one point that she when she grew up she I'm gonna fuck it up, but it was like she she never did art or music or she loved jazz and she loved all these things, but she never did it because she wasn't gonna be good enough. And I was like, well, she wasn't gonna be good. Remember her, her good, yeah. Like her mother said, her mother said, if you practice more, you'll be good. And she said, no, I'll be better, but I won't be good. That was it. And yeah. I was like. But if you get some sort of joy, like sometimes I like to draw, I'm not good at it, uh, but I'm better at it than I, when I don't draw at all, right? Because, and it's fun for me. And so I would, I didn't, I felt that kind of hurt my heart when she said that, because I was like, you should do the thing that you'd like to do, not because you're going to be good at it, but because you like to do it. I, I, from what I, that that to me, I felt like she was saying music is a, a special talent. Yeah. And if she was going to try, like practice, she wanted to be really, really good at it versus right. maybe she didn't feel that way about drawing. Because she did mention that she drew or she sang badly and stuff like that. But I think she put music in a different category from all the other arts. She They showed that clip of an interview uh, where she was talking to somebody about uh a sports being an art form spike lee that's who was, <laughs> i have that face thing where i don't know who anybody <laughs> i probably couldn't pick brie larson out of a uh she just seems super fit and willing to do some sit-ups anyway uh i don't down know. girl <laughs> wow committed a monogamous relationship over what's happening anyway um so but i think that yeah, well, because there's things that she values. Obviously, she values the jazz musician. She values uh, the Picasso. I did love what she said about people applaud the price and oh, not God, the art. Oh, God, that was so great. Yeah. I never even thought of that. That was, That's that's key Fran Leibowitz right there. That's why Fran Leibowitz works. And her, her brain is still sh- sharp and f- as fast as ever. Like, and she talks so fast. I'm like, this, she's not, she's not losing. I, I feel like she'll be this on top of shit uh, when she's 80 and 90 years old. I hope so. What a life where she just gets to go and speak. She And, and it's all, like, cause you're always sitting with a moderator. So they basically, they throw you setups and you do your slam dunk punchlines and then say goodnight. Like you need that to carry the show by yourself. Fucking <laughs> did you, dream. Did you watch that other Martin Scorsese love letter to Fred Leibowitz, the documentary from like 10 years ago? No. Uh-uh. There's another one. Really? He's, like literally he just wants to sit somewhere and talk to her. And I think it's adorable. Where's uh, so, that one? Is that also on Netflix? I believe it's on HBO. Okay. Um, uh, I will find it. And uh, I, all I know is there was like, she literally was talking about how all the, how the theater 
everyone in the theater died, right? The, the gay community was decimated in the 80s because of AIDS, right? Mm-hmm. And she said if some of the some of her friends who passed away in the 80s were alive now, and she oh. could say to them, Do you guess who guess who's famous? <laughs> right. And then she literally says the words Nathan Nathan <laughs> Lane. She's like, could you imagine? They they would die of embarrassment again. Oh my and god. Like Jesus. And so she'll say anything, and I think it helps that she's not online. Yeah. <laughs> sure. There's no repercussions at all. So. No, it's really it's really good. And um and it's nice to it's nice just to see a person like that that doesn't seem to give a fuck and wouldn't yeah. want you wouldn't want to pose with you for a selfie and wouldn't even want a compliment from you. <laughs> like, Man, I like you know I I had never heard of you uh, before today. And she's like great icebreaker, great, uh, introductory. <laughs> yeah, so she was. I mean, she is sharp as a tack and really really funny. Yeah. Um, but I but some of the stuff I thought was just sort of weirdly grumpy. Like not, not like some of it. It was all very sharp and and pointed, and some of it was better than others. Yeah, it's there's that. I never want to fall into this trap. I hope I don't. That thing of automatically hating young people because you don't know what they're doing, but it's not like what you did when you were that age, you know. Yeah. So you yeah. think, oh, they don't have that. They don't have you know, uh, well thought out criticism. <laughs> what they probably do. Maybe yeah, you know. I don't know. It turns out there are idiot younger people than yourself but there are idiot people our age so it's all it's all yeah. it's gonna be fine the snap judgment yeah i hope to avoid i'm pretty you did I ever tell you that i once said to karen rontowski i just i just don't want to be judgmental and she laughed for almost 25 seconds <laughs> and i was like what and she said you're one of the most judgmental people i've ever met and uh, <laughs> karen rontowski I got in a fight on next door with somebody who, who then DM'd me, you know, we in real life, I did it. I performed on Karen Rontowski's show. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> does, she, does, does she work at Michael's? <laughs> no, but, and she goes, somebody else DM'd me and they said, Oh, that's just Lori's personality. Oh, and Jesus. I'm like, well, there's discussions <laughs> happening about me, but she posted some bullshit about a, uh, Burbank city councilman is a socialist or a democratic socialist. And so next door skews very old or very conservative. So they think he's oh, yeah. like, you know, uh, Karl Marx, right? And Bolshevik. Yes. So, so what she posted was incorrect. And then the link she, she gave to prove her argument was explained like, it's like, no, if you've read your link, you'd see what you, that you were wrong. And so People started pointing that out to her, like, hey, um, actually, if you read what you said, then you'll know you're wrong. And I and I didn't know I knew her. And I just said, you should take this post down because it's it's misinformed. You know, uh, politicians are being fucking almost assassinated by people getting riled up. And if you look at the comments, they're all starting to be like, oh, because they're not reading things thoroughly. And then, uh, then, you know, then, then she took it to DMS and I was like, Oh, you're exhausting me. Did she take it down? She edited it, but not completely. And then, then it would, there was still, it was like a a, threads of misinformation. And I was like, am I going to, am I, am I doing this? I'm just trying to correct everybody. 
that on yeah, the thread. Like, too. <laughs> yeah. and I, I was like, why am I, why? Like I'm trying to pay attention to my body physically when I start getting in on things on Twitter or next door, like this isn't good for me. And I probably am not changing anyone's minds. Right. Did you go for a swim today? I did. Yes. Let's leave it on that. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.